What do you do if you run for governor? Well, maybe you try again. Maybe you run for another office. What if I told you there was a candidate that ran for governor of New Jersey, didn't win. Then the next year he runs for Congress and doesn't win. Two years after that, runs for U.S. Senate, doesn't win. The next year after that, he runs for governor again, doesn't win. And then the year after that, he says, let me set my let me set my sights on something a little more realistic and a little more humble and runs for ocean. The uh, homeowners association board of directors. He loses that. What do you do after that? Well, one candidate that is a, uh, a household name in the state of New Jersey might be a little less well-known around the country, at least at this point, is thinking that his next step after a six-year electoral career that has so far been unsuccessful is to run for president. Hirsch Singh, who has run for governor, Congress, U.S. Senate, etc., has announced his candidacy for the GOP presidential nomination a, he released a short video, and uh, even though he did not qualify for Wednesday's debate, he's working hard to try and qualify for the next debate. He's kind enough to get up early and join us this morning. Hirsch, it is uh, great to talk to you again. Thanks for joining me. Great to be with you, Frank. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I uh, appreciate you uh, joining me on the program. What made you, uh, what, what, what made you decide to run for president? I mean, uh, Frank, if you uh, look... Uh, in the GOP database, I'm labeled as a hard Republican. Uh, Democrat leaders, uh, State Senator Sweeney, is one who labeled me Trump on steroids. Uh, I entered the political fray uh, back during the Tea Party Revolution with Young Americans for Liberty. I fought Obamacare. I fought the Wall Street bailouts. Um, the only MAGA conservative uh, who has been uh, pushing against the establishment in New Jersey in a very strong way. Uh, and in 2020, we were within 1% of winning when they had that mail order uh, uh, type of election. And uh, we had to sue all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and we have been fighting on the side of pro-life agendas. Uh, we, we've subpoenaed Big Pharma. I'm the only candidate running for president who is unvaccinated. And if you look at the candidates that are on the debate stage, most of them are rhinos. You know, establishment Republicans in name only. And uh, one of them, Vivek Ramaswamy, we found out he's not even a registered Republican. So it's uh, it's really unfortunate and shocking at the caliber of individuals that are running right now. Uh, they don't really have the capability to win in a general election. And that's why, as a mega conservative, I'm out there fighting on behalf of conservatives that care about their Second Amendment rights and for America to go in the right direction. Uh, talking with uh, Hirsch Singh, if you want to learn more about his candidacy and uh, check out his platform, you can go to HirschSingh.com. That's S-I-N-G-H.com. Uh, Hirsch, uh, I want to focus mostly on the issues because uh, for a lot of our audience around the country, this may be the first time that they're hearing you, and I think they're they're entitled to know what your policy positions are. But let me ask just two questions about the the dynamics of the race 
first. You've um, you referred to yourself as a MAGA conservative. Obviously, the Republican that brought that term back into popular use was Donald Trump. You mentioned Steve Sweeney referring to you as Trump on steroids. If you are such a Trumpian candidate, why not just simply back the candidate that's leading all the Republican primary polls, Donald Trump? Uh, what's the difference between you as a candidate versus Donald Trump? Why not back Trump? I think that I amplify the MAGA conservative method. Uh, the MAGA conservative message as a whole uh, is kind of been tarnished by people that uh, call themselves America first, but they don't actually follow the policies. Uh, you always see the establishment candidates. Um, there's always a couple of them. And we must learn from the way the establishment has conducted elections and also have multiple candidates that are from the MAGA uh, conservative uh, side on the debate stage in the arena uh, to ensure that the establishment doesn't trample over the base of the party. I mean, the Republican base is a mix of conservatives and libertarians. And right now they're not represented at all on the current debate stage. And so we need to have multiple candidates on this side and make America great again was actually coined by Ronald Reagan, you know, and so it's come back into vogue uh, more because we are trying to find a rallying cry of those that put America, you know, first. Uh, let me ask the the obvious question, and I, I don't want it to sound insulting, but this is how a lot of people are going to view your candidacy. How can you be credibly viewed as a presidential candidate when you can't get elected to be governor, to be in Congress, to be U.S. senator, uh, or even to be on the homeowners association board of your condo? How can the presidency be the next leap? Wouldn't uh, having a successful electoral career for a smaller office be a more logical step? I think that, you know, I've lost probably many house, many thousands of houses and condos over the years. I've probably won even more thousands of houses and condos across uh, the state of New Jersey. I mean, I won Atlantic County. I won Ocean County. I mean, the conservative counties, I've, I've won hand and foot. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But the reality is uh, I'm the only candidate who has never fallen for the COVID you know, uh, uh, lockdown nonsense, the, the, the vaccine uh, hysteria. Uh, I'm the only one who's been on the right side of every issue. And like I said, we had only four conservative counties supporting us in 2020, going, again, going against 17 Chris Christie Republican counties. Like, and we were 1% away from winning. In 2021, uh, we had no Republican support in the state of New Jersey. We got 22% of the vote. What that means is that if I was the Republican nominee, you'd have landslide Republican victories across this entire country. That is what we're trying to help facilitate. We're trying to make America get through the rut that it's been in. I mean, America's crumbling and it's falling. And I'm 38 years old. I have the energy and technical know-how. Uh, to make sure we move this country in the right direction, people need the next generation of conservative leadership to take control and to move things in the right way. As of now, how close are you to qualifying for the, the next debate? The criteria for the debates uh, are probably going to change uh, quite a bit. We'll have to see what the RNC decides to do. Um, I think you're going to have an absolute disaster of a debate. 
uh, on uh, tomorrow uh, because uh, the caliber of uh, candidate that's there and because President Trump isn't there either. Uh, I don't see uh, the attendance and the uh, too many people viewing it. So we'll, we'll have to see. But we are gaining a lot of momentum. This is day 26 of our campaign. Mm. Uh, we started July 27th. And so if we continue on this trajectory, we're very confident we're going to be getting into the driver's seat in the near future. All right. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Hirsch Singh. You can check out his website, HirschSingh.com. Hirsch, I want to run through some policy areas with you as quickly as we can so we can cover as much ground as we can. One of the issues that both Donald Trump and uh, Trump supporters and Mike Pence keep bringing up is what Pence did on January 6th. Um, Would you have done what Mike Pence did on January 6th? Or would you have done what uh, what Trump kind of w- would have preferred that he do? And do you acknowledge that Joe Biden won the 2020 election? Mike Pence betrayed President Trump and betrayed the American people on January 6th. 2020 election was riddled with uh, concerns and really should have been adjudicated by the U.S. Supreme Court properly so that the American people could feel confident, whatever the results. But it was never adjudicated, and that's unfortunate. Um, so if you were in Pence's shoes, you would not have done what Pence did? It, the law was clear as day that he had the right to ask for the electors in states that had questions about their elections to go get those questions and concerns resolved before adjudicating the election. One of the issues you you referred to yourself uh, several times as being pro-life, one of the issues that Donald Trump has yet to state his position on is uh, the issue of a federal restriction on abortion. Even pro-lifers generally tend to fall in two camps. You have the one camp that says states should be able to make up Uh, whatever rules they want on abortion themselves. And then you have other people that say we need a federal abortion ban. As a pro-life Republican, where do you come down on that? So as someone who's totally pro-life, I think that we just saw a return of these uh, rights uh, due to uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, In that capacity, all the states at the moment have a... uh, variety of methods of handling this issue. I think we need to give a little bit of time to the American people for them to decide where they come out on uh, the life issue, because each state is its own independent uh, laboratory or or method. Let the people have a say. We're seeing referendums across the country. Uh, Some surprises happened in Ohio's most recent election. I think that Uh, We have to allow this to play itself out, and I'm pretty confident that there will come uh, an agreement amongst the people, and we will see commonality across uh, the states. Uh, But coming in fast with a federal top-down approach would be a little bit disingenuous. I think we should hear the American people, let them be the ones, uh, the way the country was intended to help develop law. So defer to states' rights on abortion. For the moment, let's let's observe first, and then if there seems to be a consensus, I wouldn't be opposed to considering, uh, you know, federal uh, aspects. But at this moment, we just got through 50 years of a malpractice of the law, 
And so we need to kind of allow for some adjustment and for the American spirit and will to come through in certain elections. Would you have any sort of litmus test for your judicial picks that your judges would have any particular position on abortion? I think one of the main things that I would like to do is to consider state judges, maybe state Supreme Court judges. Uh, I think long ago we used to consider people that were in different state uh, uh, courts to enter into the federal system. But in recent decades, it looks like the Federalist Society and uh, other, uh, the Bar Association have been the ones kind of dictating and guiding who would be able to sit in uh, federal positions. And I think that that has done a little bit of an inservice and an injustice, as we've seen when you have contentious issues. You have inexperienced individuals that are making decisions that are actually uh, probably beyond them. And we would get access to more experience if we look at, um, for example, judges from Texas to enter into uh, the federal D.C. arena. It could it could balance things out a little bit. Uh, on foreign policy, I, I don't think there's a bigger issue that you're going to have to contend with uh, if you're elected president than the situation with, with Ukraine. Last week, the United States said that uh, it was sending Ukraine new security assist- assistance valued at $200 million, including air defense munitions, artillery rounds, mine clearing equipment. And um, they're also saying that Washington is going to begin doling out $6.2 billion of funds discovered after a Pentagon accounting error overvalued billions of dollars of Ukraine aid. So we are giving Ukraine billions, and President Biden has indicated he wants to give a whole lot more, as much as it takes for the Ukrainians to repel the Russian invasion. How would a President Singh handle the Ukraine situation? We need to end the neo-Ukraine, uh, the neocon Ukrainian war, and I will end it. Um, I, I'm, I'm very unhappy uh, with the way things are being conducted. We have disasters happening here domestically over Maui. Our, our borders being overrun. Uh, people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yet we're giving hundreds of billions of dollars for other countries' borders and other security apparatus, but we're not taking care of our citizens. Uh, I will end the Ukrainian war, and I will bring funding to take care of our population here, especially those that are in disaster-stricken areas. As far as taxes go, uh, one of the issues that seems to, to bind Republicans and Democrats in Congress in blue states like New York, New Jersey, and uh, maybe maybe even California is the SALT deduction. Would you undo the SALT deduction limits that were included in the tax reform bill six years ago? And uh, if if not, why not? I think that if the legislature uh, would be able to get that into a bill and, and get that on my desk, I'd be very open-minded to it. But uh, more so than that, I would want to put together a commission uh, to actually look into the potential of removing the income tax. I think that uh, with inflation uh, going the way it is and crushing everyday Americans, people living paycheck to paycheck, uh, I think that we really need to look very hard, and I would put together a commission to evaluate the consideration of ending the income tax to help balance out uh, for the American people. Uh, President Trump was heavily criticized in 2016 for not releasing his own tax returns. Are you going to release your tax returns? We'll, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll cross that bridge. Let's get on the debate stage first. 
And uh, I'll end with this, and then hopefully you'll come back and we'll we'll be able to touch upon a bunch of other issues soon. Uh, A big issue is the border situation and immigration. Now, assuming you can secure the southern border, what would you do about the millions of illegal aliens who are currently residing in the United States? Would you seek to deport them? Is there any scenario under which you would support giving them some sort of pathway to legal status? If not, what would you do? I think that we need to 100 percent secure our borders. That is step one. Uh, I've been very, very strong on uh, immigration, on making sure we have secure borders and uh, those that are not here uh, legally. Uh, we can only start evaluating how bad the situation is once we have control of our border. I mean, I've heard of people that have been deported and then they come back and they've been deported multiple times. And so if you don't have control of the border, you can't really solve the other problems. So step one, absolutely control the border. Step two, we need to start going in there and evaluating how bad the situation is so we start cleaning it up very fast. Her Singh, I uh, want to wish you the best of luck. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat with us. Hopefully we'll get to chat again between uh, now and the rest of the campaign. And who knows, much like uh, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini, sixth time may be the charm. <laughs> Have a great day, sir. God bless. Thank you, Hirsch Singh. Check out his website, hirschsingh.com. I appreciate that. Hirsch uh, answering the the questions, giving us his opinion. You help make your own uh, decision about who you want to vote for. There you have it.